Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This, of course, your Colorado Sports Week in Review. The Colorado Rockies are currently 19-29 and 29 and in fourth place out west. That's 12 and a half games back of the L.A. Dodgers. Last week, your Rockies went 4-4 four and four, as they were 1-2 against the Miami Marlins, 1-2 versus the Cincinnati Reds, and currently 2-0 and oh on a four-game series against the Houston Astros. Woo-hoo! Rock's actually tied right now against the Astros, 5-5 five to five in the third finning. Finning? That doesn't make a lot of sense, but nope. they're playing out of Coors Field. Coming up for the Rockies, the last game of a four-game set with Houston tomorrow night. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the Dodgers are in town. And Monday, the Rockies hit the road, go to Arizona for three games with the D-Bags. You see what I did there, Ross Martin? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, episode number 43. I am Ross Martin, and as always, from DenverStiffs.com, Nate Timmons is here. My people of the interwebs, I hope you find yourselves well on this Wednesday night. Ross Martin, what's up, man? Today we have a lot to talk about. Really? Yes. Okay. Including the return of the top five list. The triumphant return of the top top five list. Top five pro athletes who will become actors. This is a little uh, prediction, right? Top five list. I think so, yes. This is fantastic. This is a good episode. I I have a feeling this is going to go great. One you don't want to miss, and since you're listening, you're not. (laughs) Absolutely. But before we get into the top five list, as this is kind of going to be a little special all top five list episode. Yes. Because there's just nothing to talk about. Nothing major quite yet. I mean, what did I just say? I said there's nothing to talk about five seconds after I said we have a lot to talk about. Well, you were talking about the top five list. I'm sure there's a lot to go over there. When there's no sports, we make our own talk here. That's what we do. So before we get into all of our top five list, remember to like us on Facebook. Email us, show at coloradosportsguys.com. Follow us on Twitter at C-O-L-O Sports Guys. Call us and leave a message or send us a text message. Our number here is 720-722-1274. What's that number again? 720-722-1274. We are available on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher is a great app for your Android or your iPhone. Go to stitcher.com slash C-O-L-O sports guys. Enter in promo code C-O-L-O sports guys and you could win 100 bucks just by doing that simple little task. And we're available on iTunes. And you can find links to all this stuff at coloradosportsguys.com. Dot com. Dot com. So, again, top five lists today. Top five pro athletes who will become actors. Very exciting list. And perhaps what genre they will be. Yeah, in we're going to well. include the genre. And uh, I, have, I have a lot of uh, add-ons, interesting extras. predictions. I have some predictions here. And uh, this will be interesting because this podcast has been going on for almost a year. And a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight may or may not come to fruition five or 10 or 15 years down the road. Oh, I would say 
based on what we do, their agents are probably listening and they will be fulfilling these roles at some point. Exactly. So we're committed to keep this thing going. So thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you getting bigger every single week. So before we get into our top five list, Nate Timmons, as we always do here, let's catch up, buddy. How you doing, man? Doing quite well. Coming off a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. God bless America. Spent a majority of my time in the icebox of the nation, or maybe as it used to be known, the icebox of the nation. Fraser, Colorado. Ah. Phenomenal place. Fraser. Did a little hiking with the por- with the uh, the ports. What's a port? I don't quite know what a port is. <laughs> with the parents and the Colorado Sports Girlfriend. We had a great time. Who we have to thank for our top five list this week. Indeed. Her- Colorado Sports Girlfriend. Her creation. Good ideas. So yeah, did a little did a little hiking and then made it back down here Monday for the ever important day game that did not have fireworks at Coors Field. Mm-mm. Rockies Astros. I had tickets for one of the games. I did not know it was a doubleheader. I did hear it was a fireworks game. I was highly disappointed to find out that I had day game tickets. But you know, the day games are always beautiful at Coors Field. It's all part of the scam, though, right? I mean, they intentionally made two games on that Monday, even though I don't think they've ever done that before that I can remember. I think it's for the year of the fan, as they're calling it. Oh, is that what it is? The sure. The year of the fan where we trick people into buying tickets well, to a game? Well, it's not about the team. I mean, they're 19 and forever, so. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they tricked people into buying tickets to this game because they thought they'd see fireworks and a flyover and, you know. Yeah. We so showed you up. got screwed. Yeah, kind of. But we got there um, just as a flyover was going on. We were actually still outside the stadium, but we did get to see it. So that was pretty cool. Got to hear the boom of the, I don't know, F-15s. Is that what you say they were probably flying? I don't know. I'm always, I always want to call them F-16s or F-15s, but I sound like a guy who's never flown a jet. And, of course you, know, you have, though. Well, I mean, sure obviously. I mean, clearly. I just, you know, I tend to fly jets that are like more like, I don't know, World War II era. You know, yeah, propeller, maybe that like shark mouth on the side. Yes, yeah, I always yeah. wanted one of those. So like people are like, "You idiot! That's that's the that's the F fourteen Tomcat. It's not even an Air Force jet. It's a Navy jet." You were talking, and I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. I don't care." A Navy jet, really, fella? Does it go in the water? I Come can't on. tell. Yeah, right, Maverick. Yeah, yeah. What was he? What was that guy? So anyway, you saw the flyover. It was great. It was a good day. Yeah, we did that. The Rockies actually came out firing in that game. They actually scored some runs, which was something that I hear they haven't been doing a lot of. They won the game 9-7. to seven. I did not, as we discussed, I believe, last week. I was so excited to get a Rockies dog, and you told me how perhaps they weren't as good as they were for some odd reason, like they were boiling them now, or I don't know what your reason No, was. I, I, I don't know disgusting. what's different. I just uh, I remember being on the grill back in the day when I was in high school working the grill up there behind home plate, and we had bratwursts, and we had Italian sausages or, or Polish sausages, I think, and they were delicious, and they were great. And I heard Adam Carolla talking about how the uh, Dodger dog was an abomination and how everyone else in the country knows how to make these good dogs. And I think I figured out that maybe it's not necessarily just Los Angeles, but it's that Aramark, I believe, who's been kind of the concession provider for Coors Field and all of the other stadiums, that – they just figured out ways to get them cheaper, and they're just kind of like flimsy. So when you bite into it, flaccid. you don't have that snap anymore. Yeah, just kind of gross, mushy bratwurst. And like, they have, oat, like oatmeal in a bun. Yeah, and they have, now they have foot-long bratwurst. Who ever heard of a foot-long bratwurst? I don't know. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's not, it's not about the – I don't want it. It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. Yeah. 
So anyway, you didn't get one. I didn't get one. Uh, somewhat disappointing, but I mean, it was a day game. It's, you know, it's close to eighty degrees outside, and no, really, it's not really hot dog weather. But I didn't have cash on me either, so I couldn't get any ice cream of the future, as you like to call it. Dipping dots. It wasn't hot dog weather. <laughs> it was not dog weather. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was like really a hot turtleneck. Dog yeah. You need a turtleneck to get a hot so, dog. So like you only eat hot dogs in the winter? I don't know. A night game just seems, night games feels more like hot dog time. Oh, okay. It's not a hot dog time of day. Okay. Day games like, you know, get a snow cone. I get you. Maybe dipping dots. Yeah, no, that makes Maybe perfect sense. Maybe a squishy. Sense. Yeah. Something cold, Ross. Yeah. Oh, it makes perfect you. sense. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Good. So a, a successful Memorial Day weekend for you. Hiking in Frazier. Yes. Right? Indeed. Rocky's game. No Rocky dog. No Rocky dog. Have we talked about before how I don't understand why the singular of Rockies is R O C K I E? Yes. Like when you see and read in a newspaper article about it the should be Colorado. Yes. Is what you're thinking? Yes. Yeah. You mentioned that last week. You had a tirade, I believe. For was that last week? Uh -huh. I feel like it was longer ago than that. No, you just talked about it for a long time. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, my point is Rockies is plural for Rocky. It ends with a Y. When things are pluralized, it ends in a Y, you add I-E-S. So then when you make it singular, you don't make it R-O-C-K-I-E. You, you bring it back to the Y. Yeah. That's my point. All right. Am I wrong on here? No, it sounds good to me. Okay. Oh, and I also, by the way, I know we talked last week about maybe getting hard up and trying to sell my car via the podcast. That's right. But you I did. sold yeah, that bad boy in less than 24 hours, so no need to uh, pay people to buy it here. Yeah, use Craigslist. Had a couple fake email scams. I believe I had two fake text messages. And then I had one guy call me at like 1030. He might have been drunk. I'm not really sure. At night? Yes. Like who calls at 1030 at night on a Monday night to discuss business. But <laughs> anyway, so I had that dude and then I had uh, – Some guy like, who needs to get to work in the morning but doesn't have a car. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> crap, man. <laughs> Why does he got to have that a car, accent? man. <laughs> Why does he got to have that accent? <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh crap, man! I need a car in the morning. Yeah, he's definitely. I need a car. And I need to get to work. Definitely going to be foreign, in some language. <laughs> but yeah, the first people that came and saw it wound up buying it. So uh, cleaning my hands of that in less than twenty four hours. Quite proud of myself. My record for selling stuff on the internet continues. You know, I got a good tip for people that want to use Craigslist to sell and or buy things. Call me and I'll do it for them. Well, absolutely for sure. But at, like after they do that, after they maybe maybe this tip is just for you then. Okay. And maybe you haven't done this before. Bring a handgun with you every time you... <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, I didn't know I had to bring that part up. But when it, when you ever you want to buy something on Craigslist, here's the thing. When you put in the location, you want to be as vague as possible, right? You don't ever put an intersection. You don't ever even put the neighborhood. Don't put Wash Park or City Park or anything like that. You just put in the city or in the area of the city or greater metropolitan area. You keep it very vague. And let's say you live near the Colorado Sports Guys studio down here at I-25 and Broadway, right? Yes. When normal way it works is that you'll end up getting somebody from Fort Collins, right, who wants to buy it. Or somebody maybe in Aurora who wants to buy it from you. And they say, well, why don't you just meet me halfway? And then you end up going to, I don't know, what's halfway between here and Aurora? Greenwood Village, sure. Inglewood, Park something Meadows like that. Park Meadows area, maybe. Right. So what you do is you uh, say, you just put a very vague description of your location, and then the first question you ask someone when they buy, uh, when they contact you, is where, what part of town do you live in? And then they tell you, 
presumably the truth. And then you pick something on the opposite side twice as far away. So if somebody lived in Aurora, I would be like, well, it turns out I live in Breckenridge. And I know it's going to be difficult for you to come up to Breckenridge, but I'll meet you halfway. Or maybe, you know what? How about like I-25 and Broadway? You know what? How about we just meet at I-25 and Broadway? And uh, it's listen, I'm going farther than halfway. You just have to come. And then you just walk out your door with the product or the cash. And then you don't even have to move. And they get there and it's, they feel like it's good. So, so you're all about scamming people is really what you're well, trying to I, say. Well, I'm not taking anything from them that they didn't – Except they gas had, money or, and time. Hey, well, listen, listen. All I'm saying is this is a tip. You can follow it. If you feel like it's unethical, you don't feel like you should be yes. doing that, then that's on you. But on me, I've walked out of this building many times to the gas station here, and they thought it was halfway between <laughs> where we were, and I didn't have to and do they it. They probably came out from, like, the other hallway, too. <laughs> they probably did. We're, like, walking uh, down. We're walking down the hallway together, and he's carrying a bicycle that I wanted to buy. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, oh, down there. I'm like, oh, I just have $100 here. <laughs> so we should just exchange money in the hallway. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sounds about right. Well, you're assuming that, that those people are just smart. So I did the opposite. I give my true location. I actually listed it as Highlands, Denver, while I was where I was selling the vehicle. And uh worked out quite well for me. I don't know where the other guys came from, so it doesn't really It's matter. tougher with a car, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. I'm uh, Honest Abe, and it turns out uh aces for me every time well congratulations on selling the car and i, I guess probably getting a new car sure yeah i might get something I'm looking at the like flintstones type car where i can pedal it myself mm-hmm. save on gas money so mm-hmm. we'll figure that out at yeah. uh, another point in time yeah that's awesome indeed sir how about yourself man what have you been up to over there how was your memorial day big change in my life going on right now Really? I don't really want to talk about Memorial Day. I want to talk about a big change in my life. You switching from Old Spice to Degree? <laughs> Never. Never. I'm an Old Spice man for yes. life. Yes. The blue stuff. Old Spice. Yeah, it's good. Yes. No, I, uh, by the way, I used Old Spice before it was hip. Oh, I've been using Old Spice since I was, you know, just sprouting my first armpit hairs. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Continue to this day. No, another big change. I want to be buried with some Old Spice. <laughs> you will be. Yes. Trust me. Okay. I am changing who I am. I'm changing my, my manhood from a man to a woman. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Wait, did that, that came out wrong. No, I'm changing. <laughs> I'm changing. All right. Just the whole, that'd be a, a pretty big right, change. Stop interrupting me for a second. All right. I'm changing who I am from a back pocket wallet guy to a front pocket wallet guy. That's weird. I know it is weird. I have a friend who puts his wallet in his front pocket. And he's been doing it for years, and I've never, I've just continually made fun of him. I'm like, what kind of a man puts his wallet in his front pocket? I do that a lot if I'm at uh, like bars or nightclubs because I don't want to get pickpocketed, so I'll mm-hmm. switch it to the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now I'm doing it. I'm I'm shifting it. You're going full time. time. Yeah. This causes me to have 14 to 18 panic attacks a day <laughs> when I do my thing. I didn't reach know back. this. Evidently, I just everyone as I'm walking down a hallway or wherever I'm going, I just kind of reach back and tap my ass. Yeah. yeah, when you see suspicious people. Just, and no, I just know it was just kind of like a weird tick. i just walking around, whoop, tap my ass, there's my wallet, I'm good. Now it's just like I freak out. Where's my wallet? And now I just look like a weird. My wallet's gone. My yeah, wallet's my wallet. gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, Jerry Seinfeld, everybody. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. So that's a, that's a weird transition I'm going through right now. Yeah. Shifting from the back pocket wallet to the front pocket wallet. Your jeans won't have like the outline of your wallet. Did you always go in the same pocket in the back? Like, oh, I'm of course. Oh, it's the back right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So now exactly. I'm just walking around, touching my ass, having a panic attack, then desperately, you know, like kind of grasping at my front pocket. So it's it's a hard transition. People are looking at me differently now around the office. But I think so what's if the, I stick with it. What's the benefit? Are you I, th- that? I think it has to do with like uh, getting older and just the spine alignment or something. Like, you know, you just sit on that. I mean, as you probably know, my wallet is always full of a lot Crisp of money. Crisp $100 bills. Yeah, yes. like a lot. Uh-huh. And as I get older, I get richer. Yeah. More successful. You know, I'm the co-host of the most popular podcast in the probably the country. I mean, I don't know. I would say so. At least for, about Colorado sports. So you know I'm you know I'm getting richer. It's it's kind of like shifting my back a little bit. My back's so I started moving it to the front, and I feel better now. I feel more in line. I don't usually have mine. Like if I'm at work, I put it in the desk drawer. I don't like to sit on my wallet like during the day. I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I bet you do a lot of trips back up the elevator on your way to lunch. Like oh sorry guys, I forgot my wallet in the desk drawer. No, I actually have a very good memory. So oh you do? Yeah, it works out quite well for me. Well, good for you. I forget it every once in a while. <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> oh, it, screwed, it screwed me more than once. Right? <laughs> but I try. On that note, Rockies suck. Nuggets are out of season. The NBA lottery happened. Broncos are in training camp. Avalanche nobody cares about. Let's take a break <laughs> and uh, talk about the uh, top five list of the week. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. Like we used to do, I'm bringing in the show because we got a top five list for you. It's been a while, mate. Top five athletes that we believe will turn into actors and what genre will they go into? Ross, you know, I always feel like with these, it's best if you kick it off. So number five, Ross Martin, what do you got? I'm excited about this list. Me too, man. We get complaints every once in a while because we talk too much about non-sports items. We spend too much time on movies and whatever. Well, now it's the perfect combination because now we get to talk about movies and sports. We've also gotten some complaints that the top five list has disappeared from the show for too long of a period. Yeah, it's been a while. So here we go. I'll bring it in. Number five from me is the defensive end of the St. Louis Rams. Chris Long. He is the son of former NFLer turned actor, the king of sports cliches, Howard Matthew Moses Long. Or Mr. Flat Top himself, Howie Long. <laughs> Howard Matthew Moses Long. That's a terrible name. Chris uh, Long was born and raised among the rich and famous on the beaches of Santa Monica, so it would only be natural for him to be drawn to Hollywood following his, following his NFL career. Chris might not ever fill his father's shoes or flat-topped hats (laughs) as a football player, but as an actor, he surpassed Howie long, long ago when he starred alongside his father in a television public service announcement on underage drinking. Not even Howie's epic 1998 starring role in the cinematic masterpiece Firestarter could rescue Howie's film career. Turns out Howie's haircut is a perfect analogy uh, for his acting career. It plateaued. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Howie Long, like 
metaphor. And by the way, I believe Chris Long uh, starred in that PSA when he was an infant. Oh, that so just true. goes to show how bad Howie Long was at an actor. Yes, I can see Chris Long as the next big action star. After all, Dolph Lundgren has to die eventually. Look for Chris Long in the 2019 summer blockbuster, The Expendables 7, Episode 1, A New Dope. A New Dope. That sounds pretty good. I would actually probably pay to see this movie, as I did to see The Expendables number 1 with my dad and wonderful Casper Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, good times. <laughs> was Howie Long also in Broken Arrow? He was, yeah. Okay. And uh, he was in 3,000 Miles of Graceland with... Uh, one of our favorites, our mutual Kevin favorite, Costner. Kevin Costner. And I believe he was in uh, That Thing You Do with Tom Hanks, but his scenes were entirely cut out. Yeah, as they should have been. Yeah. Did you even see that movie? That Tom Thing Hanks? You Do? Yeah. Oh, great movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'll probably never watch it, but good to know. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so you're number five, Chris yes, Long. Yes, my number five, Chris Long, defensive end of St. Louis Rams, uh, Nate, who's your number five? All right, my number five, this isn't an actual person, although it sort of is in a way. Number five, (laughs) I'm going to go with Dinger of the Colorado Rockies. That big, dumb purple dinosaur could host a kid's movie about how big, dumb stuffed animals once ruled the world. (laughs) I'd do pretty much anything to get Dingbat out of Coors Field, and getting an acting bug in his ear could finally do the trick. He could star in a movie such as Land Before Time 24, Stuffed Animal Edition. (laughs) Think about it. It could be pretty great. <laughs> Dinger is the worst. <laughs> you could get anything to get rid of Dinger, I'm on board with. Uh, yeah, you're right. And, if, you know, if Barney had his time in the sun, so could Dinger. That's right. You're absolutely correct. That Good is one. my number five. Going now to our number four, top five athletes turned actors and perhaps what genre they could fill. Yes. Number four, Ross Martin, what you got? By the way, uh, my number four. All right. My number four is a running back for the Sacramento Mountain Lions of the United Football League, the UFL, founded just a few years ago. I know it's not the NFL, but this uh, guy did play in the NFL Europa, the now defunct NFL Europa, and had a couple of stints on the St. Louis Rams practice squad. I feel like I should know who this guy is. I don't have to tell you, as I'm sure you've already guessed who this is and if you haven't you are going to kick yourself when you hear that i am of course of course talking about john david washington john david washington sounds like a serial killer john david like my number five chris long has acting in his blood but very unlike chris long john david got a lot to live up to when it comes to his father's acting skills john david washington is the son of the all-time greatest Denzel. Really? Yes, sir. His son plays football. Yes. Even if John David Washington is only half or a quarter as good as his daddy, he'll be great. And I had to thank John David personally for advising his father after reading the scripts to accept roles in Training Day and The Book of Eli, two of my absolute favorite movies that simply wouldn't have been the same without Denzel. You know, I've heard people complain about the Book of Eli, and that's insane. That it's is a phenomenal great movie. movie. It is a great movie. What could you? What more could you ask for? I would say a, a nothing. Nothing, absolutely. So anyway, look for John David. Wait, is it John David or David John? I forget. John David Washington. He'll star in any movie he wants to. 
Uh, I read some articles today that he might already be starting to produce movies, maybe starting to direct. So did you look Hopefully. up a, a picture of this fellow? Does he have the same looks as his father? No, actually, uh, not really. They don't look at all alike. <laughs> okay. Which is weird. Brad well, doesn't bode well for him. I believe Denzel is known as a heartthrob in some circles. Well, he absolutely is and will be. But, uh, you know, John David's not an ugly man. Just doesn't really look. Maybe it's because he's uh, – you know, he's an athlete right now. Maybe if he, you know, loses some of his muscle or whatever. Yeah. Know. Maybe he'll look more like him later. But anyway, good-looking guy. I think he could star in any type of movie he wants, like his father, who has starred in so many different movies, sports. So many different roles. So many different roles, sports, you name it, non-sports. Great. Great actor. Great lineage. I hope to see him out there. I like it, man. Can't wait. I like it. What do you got? Who's your number four? All right, man. My number four... He's still got a long ways to go before he ever gets into acting, but he could jump ship right now during the summer times. I'm talking about Kenneth Fareed of the Denver Nuggets. Think of this guy starring in action movies. What if they reprise something like Surviving the Game? Oh, yes. The old film starring Ice-T, where homeless people were being hunted on an island for sport. (laughs) What about about something like Predator 4? You know, all you need is a little bit of makeup. He's already got the hair for it, and at six foot six, he wouldn't really dwarf the other actors. You know, he'd be a little bit bigger, but not freakishly big like the boy you just mentioned, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I see it. And we already saw his acting after Kobe uh, allegedly (laughs) hit him in the head, and he pretended like he was unconscious or half away because he was hamming that up. Yes, he actually did learn that, I believe. uh, Last summer, he may have taken some acting classes in Los Angeles, and they did teach him how to uh, act knocked out for the upcoming NBA season, to which he perfected during that series against the Lakers when Kobe did hit him in the head intently. Intentionally? Yes. (laughs) Intently is something that's even more serious than that. It was a good hustle play. (laughs) That I like to make up words every once in a while. Yeah, he's going to follow in the footsteps of Carl Weathers, I think, right? Yeah, but I don't really want him to shave his head. He's got to keep that hair. I mean, that hair is part of the, the mystique that he needs right now to get some good roles. But like Ice-T, he did cut it off eventually at some point, too. So Sometimes you've got to make those changes to your physical appearance to fit in with the role. You really do. But that is my number four, Kenneth Reed of your Denver Nuggets and, of course, my Denver Nuggets. Rolling right along our top five athletes turned actors. And perhaps what genre they would fill. Number three, Ross Martin. What do you have, man? Number three for me. When you think of a movie star, the words debonair, charming, or handsome come to mind. Yes. Pretty much the opposite of Pal Gasol. The exact opposite. But movies need villains. And villains are best when they are ugly. Maybe not as ugly as Paul Gasol, but think Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder are Joaquin Phoenix in Walk the Line. Downey Jr.'s talent is so immense that he, a white man, was able to portray a man of color. Joaquin Phoenix is such a talent that he could convincingly portray Johnny Cash, who doesn't have a hair lip. (laughs) A good actor can overcome physical appearances is what I'm trying to say. And Paul Gasol is most certainly a good actor. I'm not saying it's going to be easy for Pau Gasol to play just quote-unquote movie ugly instead of <laughs> ugly ugly, which he is, but he's up for the challenge. I mean, it's really not going to be a big change for him. It will be more like he'll be transitioning from one acting career to another. 
right? Yes, he is a great NBA actor. Yeah, so look for Gasol to star opposite Daniel Craig in the 007 film The Elephant Man with the Purple and Golden Gun. <laughs> and the nice. follow-up, Euro Pussy. <laughs> oh, yes, that's what he is on the basketball court as described by Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I could also see him starring opposite of Chris Long in The Expendables 7. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That would be fantastic. I, I thought he would have been a better pick. Did you ever see uh, Hannibal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman's character. I forget his name, but the guy with the face that was he like cut his face off. Yeah. I thought he, his own face or that, something. Well, he was a terrifying face, right? <laughs> yeah, But not course. nearly as terrifying as if Pau Gasol just <laughs> no. played that without makeup. Yeah, just like, grew his ugh. beard, his curly hair. Ugh. We've had a lot of readers, uh, a lot of people on Denver Stiffs compare him to a llama, so he could maybe get into some animal roles as well, like Emperor's New Groove 3. I've seen a lot of llamas I would kiss on the mouth before I would kiss Pau Gasol, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Those are Pau like, Gasol. Is there money being thrown around on this? I bet for $10,000 you probably can. <laughs> yep, yep, that's my number three, Pau Gasol, star of Euro Pussy. I like it. James Bond film. Perfect role for him. <laughs> yeah. What's up? You got, what are you on, number three now? Yes, my number three. This guy could jump right into acting because he's no longer in the NFL. I'm talking about Brian Dawkins. Oh, yes. This ties hand-in-hand hand with your number four in a little bit of a way because Denzel Washington, move over. You're no, you no longer have the market cornered on tough guy gangsters. I can see B-Doc playing in such films as American Gangster and Training Day. You know, or perhaps... A gripping tale that I'll someday write. The Last Boy Scout 2. The sequel to the 1991 smash hit starring Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. Where a star football player with grimy off-field issues gets in trouble with the mob. You know, you toss Channing Tatum in there to play the role of the cop and you have a hit. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this film. Yeah. I mean, come on. Denzel Washington... Move over. He's Sounds old. Sounds more like an independent film, even. We might see this at Sundance. Sundance, yes. I like it. Maybe air it at like the Aspen Film Festival. Is there such a thing? Well, Sundance is a little bit bigger, more high profile than Aspen. Where is Sundance? Is that California? Aspen's in California. Sundance is in Utah. Oh, yeah. I don't go yeah, to Utah. Geography was never your strong suit. No, not at all. But I'm not traveling to Utah for anything. I might go to like, what is that other one? Cannes? Is that? Yeah, Cannes. Yeah, yeah, I'll go there. Toronto. In Toronto, mm -hmm. yeah, or France, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Where is that? Yeah. Somewhere Wait, overseas. What? What'd you say? France. Yeah, France. That's that's different. That's a that's a country in Europe. Yeah, I'll go there. I know. I know geography. I'm on my way there now. <laughs> but Brian Dawkins could be a phenomenal actor, and sure, I'll write your first movie, B Doc. Don't worry about it. Ah, <laughs> B Doc, gonna miss you. Hit buddy. me up at some point. See his wife at Lifetime Fitness every once in a while. I was gonna call bullcrap because it was supposed to be current athletes who would become actors in the future, but. B-Doc's okay because he literally just retired. Yeah. So, we didn't know it's fine. over this whole offseason whether he'd be back or not. Now that he's not, I have the perfect new future for him. Get in touch with him. So that's my number three, Brian Dawkins, rolling along. Top five athletes turned actors in what genre? Number two, Ross Martin, who you have? My number two is a man who hardly needs to prove his acting chops. While he only has one movie credit on his IMDb page, that performance did earn him a nomination for Breakthrough Performance in the 1999 MTV Movie Awards. I'm, of course, talking of Ray Allen. 
Ray Allen. Yes. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Jesus Shuttleworth in the Spike Lee joint. He got game. Yeah, Ray Allen was terrible in that movie. What? <laughs> I thought he was great. Really? I thought that was a great movie. Dad, where have you My... been, Dad? <laughs> that's just how they talk. So, I mean, should I go to state how... college? Ray was fantastic in this film. I don't know what you're talking about. Holding his own next to the aforementioned legend, Denzel Washington. Spike Lee, actually, I read today, made a list of all the NBA players who looked young enough to play a high school baller. Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Yeah, baby beat face. Out, he beat out Tracy McGrady and Old Allen Iverson. Face. For the role? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, Ray Allen, in about 20 years, will be perfect for uh, playing the father of Greg Oden's story when they make a movie about him. <laughs> and, of course, Greg Oden will be played 20 years from now by <laughs> Samuel Jackson as a young Greg, Greg Oden. Oden. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get that joke... <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> Everybody gets that joke. Uh, so, yeah, so look for him to play more roles like that. I think it's going to be great. And the funny thing was uh, Ray Allen's career, when he was set to be a free agent, they were talking about him either joining the Clippers or Lakers because his agent wanted him to be closer to Hollywood to follow up on that uh, smash performance from He Got Game. I didn't think he was bad. I thought he was great. No, he was pretty good. When's the last time you saw the movie? Uh, maybe two, three years ago. Really? I was going to say, maybe you saw it last in, like, 98. No, I watch maybe, that one frequently. Yeah, it's a great movie. I yeah. thought it was good. It's a good movie, for sure. He looks exactly like a guy would act when his father, who was in prison for killing his mother, came out and tried to convince him to go to Ohio State or whatever school that was. That's true, and he also did a good job of, you know, kind of being suspicious of everybody and not really ever opening up because he was so guarded mm-hmm. because everyone wanted a piece of him. Yes. I heard that he is uh, borderline OCD. Ray Allen or yeah. Jesus Shuttlesworth? Well, they're one and the same. <laughs> but uh, Ray Allen, which is why he's so well, he goes obsessive and about his... Three hours before the game? Yeah, like, remember Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf? Yeah, he had Tourette's. Yeah, maybe, and maybe he was a little OCD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Ray Allen, he's already on his way, has the one smash hit. Looking for more. If you need an agent, Ross Martin's got you set. That's right. All right, man, my number two... This is the one that uh, it's very near and dear to my heart because it's one of my uh, – let me just roll into it. You can see what I'm talking about. Number two for me, Jason Giambi of the Colorado Rockies at 41 years old. It's time for a new career. Mm-hmm. You know, This guy spends a lot of time in the dugout not doing much of anything. You know, He should mimic the careers. Get into acting and mimic the careers of Dan Loria who had a – Famous role as Jack Arnold in The Wonder Years. He played the father in The Wonder Years. Yes. And then also Brian Cox. Love Brian Cox. Terrific actor. Started in, not uh, the linebacker. No, not the linebacker from the uh, Jets and Dolphins. No, I'm talking no. about Brian Cox, who's, who starred alongside Ed Norton in 25th Hour. He was in X2, the X-Men movie, where he played William Stryker, creative of Wolverine. He's also in the movie Super Troopers, where he, who played uh, Captain O'Hagan. Yes, he did. Yes. And he's a, you know, Jambi could be the type of guy that every film needs, you know. Every film needs a, a silent dad or a bad guy or an older guy coming to grips with life. Jambi thinks in part to steroids, he can fill a variety of roles because he has that big frame. You know, how, how about a movie that I may one day write called The Keeper, where he plays a retired MMA 
fighter. And he's a father to a kid who's coming up in the fight game, and he's trying to tell his son how it is. Oh, that sounds great. You I'm know, already tearing up. He's the not the lead scene. actor, but he's a hell of a supporting actor. It's like Nick Nolte in the – what was it? Warrior? <laughs> Warrior, yes. I mean, the fighter. I mean, the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was that guy that kind of looks like Brian Cox from The Fighter that played the dad in that movie. Nick Nolte. No, in The Fighter with uh, Mark Wahlberg. That's what I said. That movie. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Can you see Giambi playing those roles? He'd be great. Yeah, I think so. And speaking of which, whatever happened to Dan Loria from The Wonder Years? I can't. His IMDb, IMDb page is quite full, but I don't really know hardly any of the stuff that's in there. He's Yeah, maybe he's like a, he's like a character actor that you always see, but I can't. I, I feel like I do picture him in something recently. I just can't bring it. Because every time I see him, I'm like, hey, it's a dad from the Wonder Years. I I didn't even know his name until just now. Yeah. I don't think he ever talked in the Wonder Years, did he? And Giambi could do that. He could just kind of stand there and say like one or two words easily. I think he was – all he said in the episode was like, (sighs) knock it off, Kevin. That was like it. (laughs) Uh, Knock it off, butthead. Kevin, I'm disappointed in you, son. (laughs) And then followed up very rapidly to, I'm proud of you, son. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You know, I just saw a movie with Brian Cox in it called The Escapist. Oh, okay. Is this about like Houdini? No, it was about uh, him breaking out of prison to go see his daughter for the last time. Sounds terrible. And uh, pretty decent. Pretty decent. So The Escapist, like is he broken out of jail multiple times? He's in prison and he gets his ragtag group of inmates with him and they bust out of prison and it's very interesting. A lot of shifting of timelines and a lot of parallel storylines going on. And uh, it's an independent film, I think, out of the U.K. Can we go Netflix instant watch on that? That's where I saw it. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my queue. Do it up. Make Stick the, with uh, it to the end. It's worth it. Big payoff at the end. Big payoff. Perhaps I'll make the Colorado sports girlfriend fall asleep during that movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and she's probably falling asleep to this top five list. <laughs> Moving on now, though, to our number one answers for our top five athletes who we believe should turn to acting. My, is it my turn? Ross Martin, number one, what do you have, my friend? My number one is a player who... Without a doubt, I mean these are predictions, right? And I'm pretty, I feel pretty good about all of them so far. But this one, I am absolutely sure of my, that my number one will have a long and successful post football career in acting. Long Des- as he doesn't get dementia from head injury. Despite, despite not having much skill as a leading man, he will nonetheless break box office records as his career. Has been defined in sports, he will continue to be a polarizing figure. Many will despise him. Many will adore him. Some people argue that although he's a pretty good actor, he's not exactly the leading man type. Nonetheless, his legions of adoring fans will follow him to his new career, buying up every ticket to his movies. My number one is, of course, Tim Tebow. (laughs) <laughs> he will supplant Kirk Cameron as the current Christian crusade crusader of Hollywood by taking the message of Christianity out of the low budget straight to VHS section of blockbuster video to the big screen. Look for Tebow to star alongside John Travolta in 
Faith Off. Directed by John Woo, this big budget action thriller tells the story of an extremely devout and virginal police detective who must undergo an experimental surgical procedure to temporarily graft the penis of a criminally homosexual lunatic to his torso so he can infiltrate the tightly knit community of gayness. And stop the spread of this terrorist organization onto our nation's youth. That is Faith Off coming soon. I should have let you go last. Near you. Uh, <clears throat> so I believe they're going to have to cast masseuses one through five for that role, probably. <laughs> Safe to say he probably won't have any growing pains. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my number one. Oh, man, I should have let you <laughs> Tim, go last. I can't Tim stop Tebow. that. <laughs> Faith off. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Instead of gold guns, maybe there should be gold condoms. <laughs> oh, Tebow, I can see well, it. Well, see, then the thing is, it's like while he's getting the bad guy's penis grafted onto his, the other guy wakes up when they meant to keep him asleep, and then he gets to put on you know, the Tebow's penis. <laughs> right. That's where all the drama comes from. And then he's all confused and doesn't know how to do anything. It'll probably be an independent film, you know, again, Sundance or maybe Con Toronto. If they need a writer, I'm free. Mm -hmm. I can do it. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Number one, Tim Tebow across the desk, myself. My number one going to be Danilo Gallinari of your Denver Nuggets. And, of course, he's going to be starring in Chick Flicks. Gerard Butler. Move on over, buddy. That's right. There is a new Hollywood heartthrob in town. He has the broken English Italian accent that plays much better than Jerry's Irish accent in P.S. I Love You. Get out of here. He could star in The Vow 2, where an amnesiad, is that the right word? Amnesiad. Amnesiad, yeah. Where an amnesiad, Penelope Cruz, forgets she married a basketball star. Oh. I couldn't think of a younger actress that's hot in Hollywood right now. Yeah. Who's Spanish? Yes. Abre los ojos. Abre los ojos, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Is that from Vanilla Sky? That's my impression of Penelope <laughs> Cruz. So that would be my number one, Daniil Gallinari. He's got the, uh, the cross-eyed heartthrob thing kind of sewed up. He could do that. Of course, though, the big downfall for him is he is a legitimate six foot ten. So they're going to have trouble casting him alongsized, normal-sized people. That's, that is a good point. But yet they make people look shorter than Tom Cruise, who are clearly towering over him. I've heard Tom Cruise not as short as one may think. One Joseph Rogan says that Tom Cruise is actually taller than him, and Joe goes about 5'8". Uh, Joe Rogan probably is also a liar, because uh, I can tell. He's about 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> Just <laughs> by be. looking at him. That could be. Mm-hmm. Could be true. Yeah. I like you, man. Good top five. That was an excellent top five. I had a great time. I'm still excited about getting a ticket to Faith Off at some point. <laughs> Faith Off. Oh. <laughs> Maybe he can star in a sequel of Unfaithful, bring <laughs> Diane Lane out of the grave for some sort of role. Yeah, and then not have sex with her. <laughs> yes. I mean, what? Anyway. Good episode, buddy. This is a shorty, man. This is our shortest ever, which I like. You know, we kind of needed to just get back to our roots here with the top five list. Yeah, top five grounded us. People can breeze through this one, hopefully have some laughs, hopefully not be too offended by the stuff that we talked about, mainly Ross talked about. Not a chance. 
but that's uh, that's a wrap, man. That was real. That was real. I wasn't being offensive. That was real. Who do we dedicate this to? Episode 43. I have no idea. You know, there's something you didn't even mention. What's that? I don't know. What'd you have for dinner tonight? We're going to dedicate episode 43 to the mighty and wonderful cook that makes the tasty Roscoe burger that I, I finally know, got to try. I don't know. I'm just saying, you had one. You didn't even mention it. Well, Ross, that's because it left me speechless. I should say speechless. that. It was amazing. We talked about him on this podcast uh, alone. We discussed the Roscoe Burger with one Benjamin Hockman, who is a food fanatic himself and runs a burger blog. That's a long sentence right there. But yes, I did finally try the Roscoe Burger. Added a little bit of a secret ingredient tonight, I believe, that maybe we should leave off air. Yeah. Because you already gave away your other one. Yeah. No, no, no need to talk about it. Just, you know, wanted to... See what you thought. You thought it was good. Left me speechless, Ross. That doesn't still. It was right. so good, I forgot I about. Still it. don't know if you think that's good or not. <laughs> it was very good, very tasty. If any of you guys ever see Ross on the street, take him to your house. Best hey, burger you ever had in Chicago. <laughs> Tell you that much, right there. What place is known for Chicago? Bur- <laughs> what place is known for burgers where they're like? Oh, you call that a burger? You can't get that kind of burger around here. <laughs> well, you can't get one like that outside of the CSG studios. I'll tell you that much. No, you can't. All right. Episode 43, let's dedicate that to the wonderful, tasty Roscoe Burger, and we'll see you all next week. Next week.